This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Of course, the uh, big story on everybody's mind, everyone's been talking about all mm-hmm. weekend long. It's a big, big BYU Cougar win over Nebraska over the weekend. Here with the uh, Hail Mary again. Uh, wow. Here it comes. I know. We all saw it coming. We all knew it was coming. And uh, oh, wait a minute. No. Bang! <laughs> it came. It happened. Okay. Because this, I actually <laughs> uh, was. Who predicted a BYU win? Uh, I did. Well, you, I did. Yeah, now, was there ever doubt? I have yes. yes, yes, okay. there was. There was some doubt. <laughs> yes, there was. Only a doubt in the uh-huh. Fisher. Also. There was more than doubt. Like, uh, there was absolute despondency. Hmm. Yeah, because I want to hear about the last four minutes. I'm, I heard the highlights of the you know, the game as uh, as it was going on. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, unlike Pat and mm-hmm. almost, I'm pretty much the only one who didn't sit in front of the TV and watch the entire <coughs> BYU. Yeah, so you're game. the person. I'm the person. Who didn't so watch I heard it. a couple of the updates, and I heard they were down <laughs> one point at at uh, one juncture of the game. Yeah. And then uh, saw the highlight. They were up by 10 at half, at the half. And then they wound up winning on the Hail Mary last play of the game. 42-yard touchdown pass. Thrown by their backup quarterback. True freshman. Because yet again, their head, uh, their uh, top-notch guy who was <laughs> in Pat's mind a Heisman contender. Yeah. Oh, in everybody's uh, mind. In everybody's Come on mind. Uh, out for the season yet again. Are you going to tell me that many publications didn't call him a Heisman Trophy candidate? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, please don't tell me that because it's not true. Many publications did say Taysom Hill. That, yeah, that was like How two years ago. Was a legit. No, it was this year. No. How yes. many publications no. that were not specifically related to BYU? Fact, many. Many. No, Everybody. At, they talked no, about it the his, whole game that he was a Heisman before candidate. Before the season-ending knee surgery, he, yes. After that, no. No, he was definitely this year considered a Heisman Trophy candidate. Now, he might have been 10th. Uh, on the on the list, tenth or eleventh or whatever, but he was on that list. He was on that list, my friend. Anyway, for the third time, this poor guy has a season-ending uh, injury, and so this is his senior year. He's out for the year. My guess is he's probably done with football. It, it's really heartbreaking. Super talented kid, and uh, and now 
He wanted to play another year. He could get a, you know, go for the. He could maybe get a medical red shirt and and come back next year and be a senior. But now they've got this freshman who's going to play the whole year. He'll have a whole year under his belt. You know, and then they're going to bring back the senior to to take over for him now. I yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, kinda here's weird. here's the uh, Heisman. Uh, What's the <laughs> Heisman odds? All right, Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State, six to one. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. This is before. By the way, this is uh, written on January thirtieth, twenty fifteen. So this is okay. ahead of the season. All right. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Dak Prescott, Mississippi State, seven to one. His stock had risen a lot since this time. Leonard not. Fournette, seven to one. And it, who's his Trev- according to? Javon Boykin. TCU. This is mm-hmm. this is actually where you could wager on it. So it would be okay. the actual their money was where their mouth was. Uh, he was at fifteen to two. Kessler twelve to one. Chubb twelve to one. Perkins twelve to one. Henry fourteen to one. Uh, Perrine fourteen to one. Jones fourteen to one. Barrett sixteen to one. Braxton Miller eighteen to one. Cook twenty to one. Robinson twenty two to one. Just, Clement twenty five to one. Taysom's Foster twenty five to one. Freeman twenty five to one. Kaya. 33 to 1. Florida State, uh, D- Dalvin Cook, 33 to 1. Watson, 33 to 1. Connor, 33 to 1. Thomas, 33 to 1. Wilson, 33 to 1. Russell, 33 to 1. Then, finally, Rudolph, 40 to 1. Brissett, 50 to 1. Hurd, 50 to 1. Goff, 50 to 1. Marquise Williams, 50 to 1. Treadwell, 66 to 1. Wright the third from Arizona, a linebacker at 66 to 1. End of story. So, like so, I said, okay. He'll not well, like I said. he's mentioned right here in the, uh, this is uh, NFL.com, mm-hmm. uh, 15 for 15 top Heisman Trophy candidates for 2015. At number 15, Corey Clement, running back, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. At number 14, James Conner, running back, Pittsburgh. At number 13, Anu Solomon, quarterback, Arizona. 12, Connor Cook, quarterback, Michigan State. 11, Taysom Hill, quarterback, hmm. BYU. Then you go to Royce Freeman and so on. Is there any he was number eleven with that? on NFL.com. Qualifiers with eleven. That? Qualifiers with that. <laughs> well, he's got to stay healthy, obviously. I mean, yeah. he's done now. We all know that. Well, I would have said it was. It would have been a good bet then, if you could have made the bet. But, but, but then it wouldn't yeah. have been a good bet because he's out for the year again. Right, gone for so, the year. So th- this is what Broke I was interested. Broke his foot just running down the. He, it yeah. was a non-contact thing. Running down the field. Running down the untouched, field. Untouched. Somehow breaks his foot. Broke his foot on a 21-yard run. He's I made of glass. Don't get it. No he is made of glass. Yeah, that's the problem. And it's weird because they say he works hard. He works out harder than the linemen. I mean, they all respect him because, uh, as his coach has said a million times, uh, and this is probably way deeper than we need to go on BYU football. <laughs> uh, but uh, he worked out harder. He was stronger. He was faster. He he was. It's look. It's tough to come back from that knee surgery, anyway. I it mean, El, that's what Elvis had, and they were saying he would yeah. come back, and he came back, and never came back, hundred percent. So I don't know if that's tough. If the other injury weakened, yeah, this I mean, you're part never of back hundred percent. Possible. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't even his leg. It was his foot this time. But more importantly, it's not Football just I care connected. about uh, the intricacies of BYU football <laughs> yeah. as much as everyone cares right. about the intricacies of Philadelphia Eagles football. Um, uh, I was very interested, however, in the intricacies of your day. Yes. As you turn on the TV yes. to watch your favorite team. We should get Keith out here. Mm-hmm. Keith Malinak, come out here, please. Because his favorite um, team's Nebraska. His favorite team is Nebraska. He graduated from Nebraska. So Keith's favorite team versus Pat's favorite team in mm-hmm. a battle that has been discussed off the air basically nonstop since the schedule was made. <laughs> yes. And so the game starts 
BYU takes a lead, loses the lead, loses their quarterback that you don't know for the season yet, but they've right, lost. Right. Loses their nose tackle, loses their starting middle linebacker, and loses their safety. <laughs> Is the team made of glass? And still wins. And then on the last play of the game, yeah. with zero seconds left on the clock, a their backup quarterback pass. throws it up for grabs and somehow gets caught in the middle of like nine defenders. <laughs> Uh, and uh, an awesome Pat's game. team wins. It so was an awesome. Can game. you describe your emotional roller coaster watching? Uh, this? Despair to absolute nutsoid celebration. I mean, going absolutely crazy. First of all, it started out with uh, a text from uh, uh, Keith Malinak, mm -hmm. who said something to me. I, I don't remember what. And I texted back to him, and he said, "What did I?" He he was like, uh, "Oh, your prediction was forty-five twenty-four." Do I have this right? And then I said something about having said that, and yes, I was. I said that at the time, <laughs> but I'm feeling a little bit nervous right before the game starts. Right. Now, so Keith that's where is, it began. Keith has joined us. Keith, now, Keith has joined I would us. like you to help me sort this out if Pat happens to <laughs> misremember any of the details of this particular. Did, I'm missing something here. Did the season already start? <laughs> you didn't. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think it's pretty accurate. It was pretty accurate, okay. right? So you predicted a big win. It did not. It, I did on you what, Thursday or Friday, yeah. some sometime in there. Then I then I was nervous right before the game, and I, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not feeling a huge. <laughs> no, your reply win was today. sure. What the heck? <laughs> but I but I did say that. What the heck? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> okay, so now you are mm -hmm. you are having the exact opposite <laughs> emotional day of Keith, who mm -hmm. is in, he's very happy as the game is wearing on and that Nebraska is winning. Mm -hmm. And then describe the last seconds here from both of your perspectives. Were you convinced, Keith, Nebraska had the game in hand? No. Oh, you weren't? No. Really? really? No. no, because three times in that mm. fourth quarter, we couldn't convert third and short. Right. And so as the clock ran out and they still had the ball, we had to give it back to them. What, about 30 seconds left? You still had a couple shots? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't, yeah. I'm not going to say I knew we were going to lose, right. but it just, I was never confident. You were never confident. Well, yeah, with 48 seconds left, we got the ball back at the 24-yard line. With 48 seconds, mm -hmm. I'm like, please, it's not going to happen. Especially because they hadn't been playing that well either. I mean, right. he talked about Nebraska with three hadn't, third downs. We, we played like garbage during the third right. quarter. Uh, fourth okay. quarter, we, we, you know. Played okay. Uh, the offense started to move a little bit again. But you got a freshman quarterback who's three months off his mission. So you're thinking. So he's like 30 years old. This ain't going to happen. He's, uh... he's 21. <laughs> but you're thinking, at least I was thinking, and so was my son, this isn't going to happen. Right. But then it happened. So you have this triumphant moment with your son. You're jumping yeah. around. You're... We were despondent. And then we were absolutely out of our minds, jumping all over the room, going crazy, screaming at the top of our lungs. So my wife is like, are you guys dying up there? <laughs> the same exact spot on the field where Nebraska won on a Hail Mary last year. But uh, we weren't talking about wow. last year's game. We were talking about this year's game. Right, where BYU, BYU won. Season so, on actually started. Second. Is so what, you're saying? Yeah, what was your did. crushing reaction at home watching your team? I home? watched the uh, first half of the game at a, um, an establishment uh, mm -hmm. with uh, mm -hmm. my brother-in-laws and mm -hmm. some friends mm -hmm. out in Phoenix, Arizona. I left at halftime and watched the rest of it back in the room. And as soon as the ref put his arms up, confirming the touchdown, turn it off, take a nap.
Good night. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So there's Wait no dramatic minute. moment where you try to uh, break something yeah. in the house. No, it's a it's a rented room. You know, it's like a rock oh. band on tour is what would happen if uh, if I actually. But mm -hmm. uh, I was I was restrained, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. you know, I, like I told Pat. I, I don't expect much from this season anyhow, so it's not like, oh, that's going to be our only blemish. It was a Hail Mary. Right, it's right. like, whatever. We were going to lose that game anyway, I figured. Now, do you think you'll have the same reaction when your favorite NFL team loses Negative. to the Eagles? No, I actually had this conversation <laughs> this with Kerry. I said, you know, if that happened to the Falcons, mm. I would have actually broken things. But uh, So the Falcons mean more to you than Nebraska does? I think so, yes. Wow. I'm surprised. I didn't realize that. And plus, that little, huh. you know, it sounded good. As soon as the hands went up, I clicked it off. Yet earlier this morning I heard, I don't know if you watched the coach's post-game conference, the post-game press <laughs> oh, conference. It's true. Oh, it's called the Internet. It's called YouTube. It's oh, called sitting okay, in an airport. Okay. All right. Don't leave okay. that out for your uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is interesting, and I can't wait to, for the same horrible thing to happen to your Falcons here in just yeah. a few days. And I can't wait for the same horrible thing to happen to uh, Jeffy's Missouri Tigers. And I don't know why you On November 14th, game, when but. BYU beats them, too. Yeah, because that's, by the way. Because that's coming as well. And the, the breaking news <laughs> is that Pat and Jeffy are going to do something oh, together. Yeah. We got Apparently tra traveling to Missouri to watch this game together. This we, is we have a road trip to Kansas City, Missouri planned. Uh, to Arrowhead Stadium, where BYU will play the Missouri Tigers. Pat and Jeffy in a car. For well, a car or a plane. Okay. Hasn't really been decided yet. <laughs> Usually don't describe road trips with plane well, travel. Well, okay. Air trip or road trip. Okay, okay. Same, Air same trip, thing. Air road, one of the two. And we have to arrive in Kansas City. <laughs> now, and by the way, may I uh, mention one more thing here based on this discussion? Mm -hmm. Keith, uh, I would, I, I am uncomfortable with you describing the uh, play <laughs> of the Nebraska football team and using the term we. I have a problem with that. Mm. But I have a much bigger problem with Pat doing it, because at least you went to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Pat didn't even go to BYU, and he's saying we. And I just, well, I can't they're my boys. It. Come on, they're my boys more than anybody else. I, I am now a I live BYU fan for the rest of the season. As I am We're a Nebraska fan. We're going to do this, fan. Pat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. There you go. We both run the table from here on out. Yeah. Meet back up in the championship series. <laughs> That's not good. There you go. And so, I, interesting. Uh, I know it's man. not news-based at all, but I was no. very fascinated inside the show to see the reaction, first of all, of Pat. And then, Keith, I guess you're not as big a – I mean, you're a big Nebraska fan, but you don't necessarily live and die with them the way Pat does with BYU. I do get upset. I have uh, lost my voice in celebration mm -hmm. and defeat. But, again, it's based on expectations. Not expecting much from this season, so I expected right. a loss – this yeah, you got it. Kind of how Jeffy so you're doesn't uh, get upset at certain failures in his life. He's just not mm -hmm. expecting a lot. Uh, <laughs> Routines. Expectations, yeah, yeah. expectations are low. It's just, yeah. The expectations yeah. are low. You know, <laughs> and so. speaking, you know, BYU, they had the great victory over Nebraska, and uh, mm -hmm. now we've moved up the, into the top 25 of college yes, football. Yes, uh, sadly, interestingly, no. But Wait, we what? did get two votes in the AP. And three in the coaches poll. Well, hey, now. Now BYU's on their way. Mm. Uh, is that crazy? That is absolutely Stanford right. loses to an unranked that, Northwestern that's team criminal. and goes that's 21 criminal. in the nation. 21 to 21 with a 10-point loss that's to an unranked criminal. team. How's that happen? Yeah, that's oh, may I just happen? say that if Nebraska does lose in the same fashion to Miami in two weeks, I will be in jail for torching cars in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it is different. All right.
Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, All right. right. That's a confession. In case uh, police okay. need that. Can yeah. you get the uh, kids to periscope that? So. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. There you go. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Anyway, we'll get on to some uh, serious topics, including uh, a solution a uh, to all of our problems. Uh, yes. People are worried about what's going on in the world. They don't like, uh, you know, the way our world is headed. Joe Biden is coming to the rescue, uh, and that's well, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. It's that's big fix news. We think fix everything. Uh, he may be coming to the rescue. In the meantime, right now you can get a 72-hour emergency food supply. So that's three days worth of food for ten dollars. It's a it's an offer that's only available for a short time. And if you call this number one eight hundred four seven eight eighty sixty one. Now this just gets your your foot in the door. It gives you that peace of mind that if anything happens for a short period of time, you and your family will be able to eat. Because when disasters happen, um, even small disasters like a you know huge snowstorm or whatever, uh, or if it's a hurricane or if it's a tornado, whatever the case may be, uh, a lot of times the stores are cleaned out. You can, uh, sometimes it closed, like in Houston in two thousand five or six, whenever this was seven. Uh, the stores closed down. You, cu you couldn't get anything because, first of all, the stores were closed. Secondly, the ATMs ran out of money. The banks were closed. So you were stuck. If you didn't have any food, you didn't have any food. This gets you through that period of time. Mm. What he said, really. Yeah. I mean, that's really uh, the point here. And I will say that with the coming uh, global catastrophe of global warming, we're going to have more frequent, more Thank intense hurricanes. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, so you need to be really Look at all we've had in the last 10 years, too. <laughs> yeah, you can't remember. I think it, because, I mean, Katrina was 2005, right? 2005. So was was mm -hmm. Rita after, the year yeah, after it or the was, year before? No, it was, it was the year, two months after. Two months after. A month so, after, something like that. So it was 2005, like and we've had nothing since. Nothing. Um, so thank God. But, you know, the, the issue here is this is what happens is you get a little complacent about preparing for these right. things, and all of a sudden you get hit with one. Look, but there's got to be hurricanes in the future. Uh, we haven't magically turned them off. Mm -hmm. uh, and things like this do happen. Get prepared. 800-478-8061. 800-478-8061. It's only 10 bucks, free shipping. Call now. It's My awesome. Patriot Supply. Not just food. It's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Run, run, Joe, run. Run, Joe, run. Run, Joe, run. run. I mean, we are enthusiastic oh about gosh. it. Can Listen you tell? I mean, we're oh, giddy. Man. We're like giddy school children. <laughs> please, Joe, please yeah. run. Oh, please, 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 please. Uh, do you think there's a chance, because Joe Biden, uh, he was uh, in front of a Pittsburgh crowd this weekend, and he, people were very excited about him running, saying run, Joe, run, and such. And then this week he appears on one of the first shows of Stephen Colbert's new night, uh, late night show, Chances He Announces the Run There. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe. Thoughts? Mm, I'd say 40%. You think it's that, that high? Pretty... You think there's that high of a chance he even runs? 40%? Yeah. You think it's about? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a good chance. If he's going to so. run, I think mm. he might he might do it this week. I mean, it's a good time it's to get in. Hillary Clinton is now being beaten in, I think, in New Hampshire by 11 points by uh, by Bernie Sanders. Right. 11 points she's losing. That's crazy. That it's unbelievable. Crazy. I mean, both sides right now are <laughs> completely unbelievable. Hillary Clinton should be running away with this with no competition from an avowed socialist. Donald Trump should not be doing what he's doing by every previously <laughs> considered metric. still up by 16, by the way. Still uh, up by 16 in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, okay. Yeah, he's doing very well in New Hampshire. Not quite as well in Iowa right now, but still, who knows, right? I mean, he's, he's got still to, up. He's, he's, still, he's, he's on still top up. of every poll. He's still up. I mean, I said uh, we did a podcast you can listen to uh, at blaze.com slash radio with Dan Andros uh, that, that was released, I think, Friday or something. And uh, we, were, we were trying to put dates on it because both Dan and I are both in the camp that we don't think it's going to happen uh, with Donald Trump. And so I was, my, my belief was by Christmas it would be over. It's a long time, but yeah, and it's going to hurt for it to last that long. But by Christmas, he'll be out saying, you know what? Let me tell you, uh, I never wanted to, to win. I wanted to make get an important conversation going. And <laughs> we did. We and wanted we to did. start we this did. immigration talk. No and, one was going to even talk about it. No one talked yeah. about immigration before me. Which is bull crap. Which is total bull crap. Um, but I think I, I'm at this point, it has lasted longer than I think most people expected. And, and we're still, I think I had said initially, like, eh, maybe three months, you think, you get one of these things. Because Trump has things that these previous frontrunners that went away don't have, which is celebrity. Mm-hmm. Celebrity and nonstop media coverage. I mean, Michelle Bachman couldn't get anyone to write down her name uh, a few <laughs> weeks after she was the frontrunner, which was unfair to her. She's actually an accomplished uh, politician and has won a lot of tough races and done a lot of things in conservative circles that people would like if you're a conservative. Where Trump is, you know, he's a big celebrity. And he, gets, he can get big crowds. He can get big crowds if he wasn't running for president. He's mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not shocked that it's... But, I mean, I guess, you know, it's, it's lasted now, what, seven weeks, six, seven weeks since he took over uh, the lead. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty long run. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if it, it continues to go. I don't know yeah. if it'll make it all the way to Christmas, or maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. Well, the vice president uh, donned a black and gold United Steelworkers Union hat, of course, to pander to the Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Uh, told hundreds of union workers, union members, that the gap between the wealthy and the poor was hurting the nation. Mm. It's just a typical uh, class warfare that the Democrats have been promoting for seven or eight years now. The 72-year-old exuberantly jogged through the crowd of supportive well-wishers who urged him, to uh, join the race, give it a go, Joe, shouted one woman. <laughs> run, Joe, run, shouted the, uh, the whole gathering. Recent polls suggest that uh, Biden might jump in around. Uh, I saw a poll this morning. It had Clinton at, I think Hillary was still in the 40s somewhere, like 42. Uh, I think Biden was at 22. And uh, Sanders was at 20. So it was 42, 20, 20, 42, 22, 20. So he's still 20 points behind Hillary he's nationally, not, but he's not even in the not, race yeah, yet. He's not an announced candidate. So I don't know. I think he might have a shot. I think he might, he too. Might have I, mean, a shot. I still, I mean, again, it, it's so funny. Everyone's talking about, oh, this is going to be another Bush Clinton. If it's another Bush Clinton, I'm not going to be able to deal with this. Now, ah, it's going to be another Trump Sanders. I think we all saw that coming. Trump Sanders, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still to this day do not believe Sanders has a chance here. Um, but I do believe that Hillary has a chance of failing. And there has to be somebody there to pick up the mess. 
Al Gore is a guy we've kind of talked about <laughs> half jokingly about jumping in. Um, but Biden is the one that is obvious. The guy's coming off. If you're a progressive, you like President Obama. You think he's done a good job. He's passed more progressive reforms and done more without you know paying attention to the Constitution than really anybody, at least since LBJ and maybe go back to Woodrow Wilson. You got I mean, this guy's record-setting in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want Joe Biden? He's the guy continuing to hold that mantle, and maybe he's not quite as uh, exciting that he's not the first woman or the first black president or whatever. But I mean, the guy is—he's been an integral part of this administration, um, and why not go to him? To be perfectly honest, he'd be the guy who would be obvious. And if, if, if Hillary Clinton continues to lose by double digits to a socialist, oh my you've got to believe Joe Biden or somebody else is going to jump in and say, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Look, we gave you this opportunity to run away with this thing. You can't do it. The, the so only, I'm, 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 I'm coming in to save the party. Again, the only other logical choice is Al Gore. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we all don't think he'll get into it unless Hillary's out of it. And I, I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe the email scandal gets worse. They're now saying that uh, there was absolute top secret emails that were exchanged on her private server. Yeah. Well, top secret, not just classified, no, but top, top secret. secret emails being exchanged on her private. So I, I, how do you I survive know. that? I, you know, I've had a few people going like, oh, you guys just making a big deal about this Hillary Clinton email thing. We're you not know? making half as big no, a no. deal out of it as we should. Yeah, they were criticizing us for right. not making a big deal oh, out of it. Oh, for not. So, and, okay. the, and the criticism was, well, you keep saying, every, bring up everything Donald Trump has ever said, and, you, and you'll care about this Hillary Clinton thing. First of all, I expect more out of Republicans and yeah. conservatives. I'm, yeah. I think that's what we're right. supposed to. I expect Hillary Clinton to be awful. The yeah. point of Donald Trump being awful is, hey... I mean, you know, he's been and okay we expect a the country things, not to give a rat's ass about this stupid email scandal. Right, I do. And they don't. And I'm judging it from that perspective, by yeah. the way. Like, I'm not judging it as far as, like, well, what, you know, should it, it, you know, did she uh, screw up the process? Did she do these things? I, will it catch on with the American people is the standard. And the answer is probably and no. The standard, like, right now, I think, think is no. Even this big new um, uh, revelation over the weekend was, the revelation was two top secret <laughs> emails, two between 2009 and 2011, so there was one in 2009, mm -hmm. zero in 2010, and one in 2011, and she received them. Now, look, her standard that she set up was I never sent or received emails. I get it. So she's violating that standard mm -hmm. of, of being top secret. But honestly, someone sends you an email on your server mm -hmm. of top secret information how would you stop that? If if right now Hillary Clinton emailed me top secret information, I don't know what it. I would do. And while while it seems like while it's interesting to see her violate you could maybe her not own claims, open it if it says, "Hey, this is a top secret email in but the subject then, line." It, maybe it, it didn't even say that she opened it; it just said she received it. Yeah, you know, I mean, in your email box, I would call that I would call that receiving an email. Here is the knock list for the CIA. Right. Please don't open. And that does not mean that she's clean <laughs> on this. It doesn't mean that she's not lying. I think she is lying. And again, I think she also deleted all the emails that were bad for her. Mm -hmm. uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, whether we're going to find out anything, I don't know. But if we go to the American people and say, hey, look, the reason why you shouldn't elect Hillary Clinton is because someone sent her two emails in a three-year period. It's not going to work. Not going to happen. I mean, they got out of everything. 
They've been able to get out of their own IRS going mm -hmm. after Tea Party organizations because they were too conservative and trying to screw them over using the power of the IRS, and they got nothing out of it. Not to mention the four Americans who died in Benghazi, and we got nothing out of that. Yeah, not to mention nothing. the Iran deal, which didn't bring back our four hostages. Right. How many things have they gone? Huge scandals that have blown up. This one right mm. now feels like it's this big thing, but I feel like as soon as it gets focused on you know, really heavily. I don't think it's going it's, anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, the other side of this is what happens when the media decides to pick up whoever, the, whoever and this is not just Donald Trump specific, though Donald Trump, I think, would have the heaviest uh, load of things to exploit out of all the candidates. But mm -hmm. we haven't even started that yet. Once they lock down on a Republican candidate and they start beating them over the head and then they start defending Hillary Clinton, right now they're still holding on hope for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you know, once they get Hillary Clinton in, there's, they're not going to do anything about this. And I don't think the American people, with this much time to digest an email scandal, if it's email process, it's not going to go anywhere. What it no. needs to be is something that you find an email that says that she's doing something, not her receiving an email. I mean, that's, it's, I mean, because she set the standard, she's violated something. But outside of that, right. like if we were to say, look, look, she set up a private email uh, server and Uma Abedin sent her something that was top secret. Will we even address that as a scandal? Nope. And she's already, they've already, they've already got the, we talked about the possibility of how they walk with the, you know, the fall guy. Uh, when we were this past weekend or a few days ago, they, she came out with the State Department staffer that she yeah. paid to maintain the server. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the State Department staffer, it was a private side job. We were paying him some extra cash. Yeah. yeah he's, mm -hmm. there's your fall guy right yeah. there, man. And that's not, that's what I mean. Like, I'm judging it as, as it stands right now and how it will affect the average voter. I mean, I think you don't stop investigating this because it hasn't really gone to some huge place yet. I mean, this is how you dig these things up. Watergate didn't look like much and, until much later on. You continue to dig and dig and dig and dig. Um, but as of right now, it's just it's not as big a scandal, I think, as people inside the Beltway are saying. She's just a bad candidate. It's not the email scandal ruining her. She's just awful. And people see her speak, and she loses popularity points because she's terrible. Yeah. She's terrible at running. It is not the scandal doing this to her. She's just bad. Meanwhile, what is happening to Scott Walker? I mean, he was among the top yeah. two or three in all the early polls. He was, he was at about 17% just a short time ago. Now he's at 5% in one poll, 3% in another. Yeah. What has he done to deserve that? Why is he dropping precipitously? I don't know. Je Jeff, he thinks it's because of his bald spot. It's, is... I think it's a little <laughs> I'm telling you. something else, frankly. Okay. Uh, but uh, right. Jeff is absolutely convinced it's his bald spot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, he's a, this he's is a good candidate. He's he is. I like Scott Walker. And everybody likes you. him. The nobody's just uh, nobody plans to vote for him. Yeah, well, you got George Clooney, you've got uh, Matt Damon, you've got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and you got Jeffy. People that are so yeah. sexy, it's hard for them to judge well, and deal true. with other people's fault, flaws. That's I mean, a good point. It's uh, a good point. It's so you really didn't need to say that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Yeah, I don't get the Walker thing. I don't, I don't know. He hasn't done anything wrong. I don't think so. I just think maybe you have to stand out. You have to do more right in this environment with 17 candidates to stay involved, and especially with Trump, right? Yeah. sucking all the air out of this thing.
888 727 Pat Apparently, we're being told that voters were made to sign some sort of loyalty pledge to Hillary before they could attend her Ohio event. <laughs> Uh, what is this with pledges? I don't like, know. As if people who are running for president, there's any value to a pledge. It's the same thing with Trump. It's like, oh, well, he signed the Republican That oh, means wow. he can't Whoa. do anything else. Glenn was like, well, what does that mean? I said, I think that means he can't win the Republican nomination without doing it. But right. it means he, nothing he else. wasn't convinced of that. He thought something else was going on, although he didn't specify what. So I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, to me, what it, they wanted to, to lock mm. him in so he'd be on record saying, I will vote for the Republican. Right. I won't run as a third-party guy. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> if he decides that's what's best for Donald Trump, he'll just do it anyway. You think mm -hmm. he's, the guy has overcome uh, yeah. supporting a wealth tax oh and pro-choice and progressive income tax and affirmative action and auto bailout and uh, uh, stimulus plan being support. Being a Democrat and being almost a Democrat his whole life. And, and donating to Rahm Emanuel and Nancy Pelosi and Harry yeah. Reid. If he can Hillary overcome Clinton. that, you don't think he could back out of a Republican pledge? Of course It means can. nothing. The only thing it does is lock in all the other 16 candidates to support Donald Trump if he wins. It's mm -hmm. a, what a bizarre tactic. I, the Republicans suck. <laughs> but, I mean, I, the, uh, from a Democrat perspective, it is really weird to put a piece of paper out and to say, I commit to vote for Hillary Clinton. And then you can't go to the event if you don't. What about, <laughs> so usually it's people who, who want to convince undecided voters to vote for them. They have these rallies. Instead, this is like only our supporters can come. If you don't support us, you can't even walk in to hear the message of our candidate. It's really weird. Really weird. Uh, I get, is that to prevent hecklers? Is Probably. it to... You know, keep Black Lives Matter people yeah. out of there. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's like the gun laws. It's like, well, uh, people who are murderers usually don't follow. Don't follow the gun laws. It's like no, no, those are the laws heckler, they do follow. Like the hecklers are like, I will speak out and I will break up this entire conference. Oh, but I signed that pledge. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> now I can't. Now I can't do it. Now I Because I'm locked in oh, and I love man. Hillary so much now. It's so weird. Locked in like the freshness in a Ziploc bag. I mean, doesn't that immediately... You can't violate that. Wouldn't that immediately turn you <laughs> off for voting for a person if they yes. were asking to vote sign a pledge? Yeah. Uh, screw yeah. you comes to mind? Yeah. Uh, I'm not signing a pledge promising you my vote. What if next week you come out with a policy that I don't like? In fact, the one time I think I've supported Trump in this entire campaign was... I can't commit. I would not take a pledge to commit to whoever the Republican nominee is. Well, screw that. First of all, it could be him. And so I would definitely, I don't want that. But it's like, what if someone comes out with a bad policy? What if they change their mind on an important issue? What if they murdered someone in their past that it comes out? I'm not going to commit to right now to, to, to voting for whoever it is. And I thought the appeal here was... Oh, Donald Trump sticks to what he believes in. He never changes his mind. Once he commits, he's full on board. Really? He just said he wouldn't commit. He wouldn't do a pledge uh, to not run third party at the at the uh, debate. And now all of a sudden he flips on that and says, oh, yeah, I'll sign the pledge. And he does. He does. So yeah. I thought happened? he was so committed. What, yeah. what, what happened there that he's uh, this guy who never he doesn't cave in. I, whatever. Uh, it's agonizing. Um, Juan Williams has uh, a message to the Black Lives Matter people. He 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 uh, wrote an op-ed piece uh, that was published online in the Hill, and he 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 spoke kind of directly to the Black Lives Matter group. He said they're fast becoming their own worst enemy. It lacks an agenda, 
It is antagonizing the black community's top white political allies, including Democrats running for the party's 2016 presidential nomination. And it's not finding common ground with any of the Republican majority in Congress. You know, all of that is true. It's, it's nice that, I mean, one Williams every once in a while will say something reasonable. He'll say something logical. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those few times. He's, he's a mixed bag. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a very mixed bag because then the next day he'll do something right. really stupid. And I don't mind having people like that. I like yeah. having people who are a little bit unpredictable. Who it's, are it's okay. You know, Don Lemon, we've talked about yeah. him that way. I like kind of like sometimes yep. he says things uh, that are interesting. You know, the, the person who's not valuable to me is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, right? right. Like someone like that that just comes out no matter what. I mean, gun to her head uh, from a Democrat. Uh, it's telling her, don't support Democrats on this issue. She still will support Democrats on this issue. She just doesn't care. And that, that's, that's kind of uninteresting. Juan Williams, though, I think has some interesting things to say about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, he does. He, he says, when Black Lives activists denounce the Democrat National Committee for issuing a resolution in support of police reform, they're hurting themselves with party officials. When they say that all political parties try to control or contain black liberation... They're also damaging faith in the political system, especially among young people. So he makes some pretty good points. And furthermore, when they talk uh, about a radical agenda where they allow people to chant uh, pigs in a blanket, burn them like bacon or whatever that was, fry them like bacon, mm -hmm. you really have damaged your cause. I mean, when you're talking about uh, destruction, like John Lennon said in Revolution... It, you know, you can come to me and talk to me about change. I'm open to that. It's kind of what revolution was all about, the song. Uh, but if you, if you talk about destruction, you can count me out. If you talk to me about people who want to change the Constitution, no, I want to change your head. Um, and if, if you're talking about uh, people with minds that hate, all I can tell you is you're going to have to wait. So that's... Well, they liked it. What about Chairman Mao? He liked when people talked about... You're Chairman not going to make Mao. it with anyone anyhow. Okay. But, you know, it's going to be all right. Oh, okay. It's going to be all right. Good. It's going to be all right. No. Okay, good. So, <laughs> it's the same with Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to start talking about killing police officers, you're not going to make it with anyone anyhow. Mm -hmm. Right? Am I right? Right. We're going to be all right. That's pretty accurate. Right? Yeah. I think it is. And so, it's nice to see that one's on board with that. Also, a uh, carjacker. And, and this kind of goes to show... The sort of influence, I think, Black Lives Matter is having on people. Uh, carjacker reassured a scared witness, oh, you good, I only rob white people. So it's okay that this guy goes out and robs white people, but uh, black people are exempt because white people deserve to be robbed, black people don't. It's, just, it's accentuating this division between us, and there's a lot of that going on, and I think black lives is contributing to it. Not Black Lives, but Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. The organization, which is, again, yes. um, it's encapsulated in sort of the, the all lives mattering. Sort of. Include yeah, sort of. the in black fact, lives. In fact, not just sort of. It does. It does. It does. We actually want it's all encompassing. Yeah, we want all people to live. By all, we mean race. all. Not just whitey. Not just whitey? Not just whitey. Mm. Not just the crackers. No. But all lives. Um... But uh, court records said the 24-year-old, Brandon Lamar Williams, was uh, brandishing. And you know if you brandish, that's one of the worst things you can do if you brandish. <laughs>
whether it's a sign or whether it's a gun, but he was brandishing a gun in each hand. And he approached uh, a 2015 Ford Fusion with two men inside. Williams told the men it was a stick-up and that he wanted an Apple watch, two rings, and a black bag from the first victim. Uh, he reportedly pistol-whipped the first man in the face as he exited the vehicle. He was all clear to drive off, but uh, he couldn't manage it, apparently. parking <laughs> The parking brake was set, and he had oh, no yeah. clue as to how to get it off. That's terrible. Uh, the downward spir spiral uh, continued when a witness who had no idea carjacking was taking place walked up to Williams and reminded him about the parking brake. That's nice. Uh, did Williams thank the guy and pull away to freedom? No. Instead, he, uh, he pulled a gun on him, too, prompting the scared man to put up his ha hands. And then that's when Williams said, oh, you good. I only rob white people. So apparently it was a black man that was trying to help him with the uh, brake. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And, and just to, sh to accentuate this point on, on how bad the PR is for this Black, black Lives Matter movement, uh, one of their activists, again, has now said we're at war with bad cops. Uh, but then, of course, what he learned about the uh, Texas deputy has moved him to some other action. Black activist who said he's at war with bad cops oh, and police corruption. Yeah, is organizing a fundraiser for uh, Darren Goforth, wow. who's, who's a, a good cop. Mm. We're at war with police corruption, police brutality, bad cops, not good ones. And from everything we've learned and everything we've seen, Deputy Goforth was a good one. But this so that's is, nice. Yeah, and who said that's it? That's nice. Pat's good buddy. My good... Oh, Quan LX. Quan LX. Yeah, that's baby. That's your guy. Cat, don't give birth to kittens in the oven. That Don't make them biscuits. biscuits. That guy. If you ever heard that, that clip... Uh, uh, what is that's it? That's right. Uh, if you give... Uh, what is it? A cat can give birth, birth to kittens, kittens in the, in the oven. oven. That don't, don't make them biscuits. biscuits. That's right. You had him on the show many times when you were yes. in Houston, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to say he was a good friend is probably overstating <laughs> a tad. I'd say just a dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You and Quanell weren't friends? Uh, you certainly uh, made it sound like it. Acquaintances, perhaps? Mm. But friends? Did I ever have him over for dinner? Surprisingly, no. No? <laughs> okay. Or did he invite me over to his house for dinner? Mm. Even more surprisingly... No. <laughs> that's great. That's good, though. That's a great. I mean, would you, I mean, given your history with Quan LX that's great. in Houston, would you no. expect this reaction? I wouldn't. I would I not wouldn't. either. I mean, from, you know, everything that's I've ever great. heard of the guy, seems it does not seem like a guy who'd be like, well, look, there's good cops. Let's support the good cops. I mean, that's great. And I love this. He says it's important that we send a message that we don't hate all cops, that we love good police officers. And and he's actually, you know, helped promote the GoFundMe page, which has raised three hundred and three thousand dollars. And then at the gas station where Officer Goforth was killed, they've raised another two hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. That's a that's a lot of money for one of those, you know, gas station fundraisers. Yeah, and especially on the, on a local level, I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's a lot of cash. So I over five hundred thousand dollars for him so far. Can we go back briefly here to uh, the guy who carjacked? Uh, yes. He said, oh, you good. I only rob white people. And that's a sort of racism, I think, is, which is wrong. Jeffy, on the other hand, will commit crimes against any race <laughs> uh, for any purpose. Mm -hmm. and it's that's funny you say of, that because I was thinking, why would you just pick and choose a race? Right. So stupid. It's the money you care about. Uh, oh my gosh! You know, not not the you know the race or whatever. Mm -hmm. You just want to hurt people bank, and look, take their stuff. The bank does not care who gave you the green. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That is a I think beautiful he, point. Thank you. Say, I think he nice? found out in multiple lawsuits that, that is really accurate. That is really nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know, it doesn't take much 
to affect the comfortable way in which we live. A little bit of unpredictable weather could easily cut you off from access to your electricity. And I hate that. I, I frankly can't stand it when power is out. That's why this is such a great investment to give you and your family peace of mind and really take control of your energy right now so you can uh, rest easy when something inevitably happens. Whether the power just goes out due to weather or sometimes somebody hits a power pole or whatever the case may be, if you have this solar generator from Solutions from Science, uh, their solar generators run quietly, they emit no fumes, and they produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun. They can run uh, so many things in your house, like sump pumps, if you've got a little flooding going on, your shortwave radio, your computers, your refrigerator, so your food doesn't spoil. Here's what you do. Go to patoffgrid.com. And you can learn more about uh, how, to, how to get yourself one of these incredible units. It's patoffgrid.com. Use the coupon code PAT, and you'll get half off the price. Again, it's patoffgrid.com. Go there right now. Pat and Stu, uh, welcome to it. You know what's good about today? It's a uh, day that seems like a Monday, but it's not. It's not Monday. Mm. And all day long I've been thinking, ah, oh, jeez, it's I Monday. It. It's not. It's not. It's Tuesday. We're, I mean, one day right. and we're to the middle of the week. It doesn't get any better. I love that. Unless it's the end of the week. One day and it's the end of the week. But mm -hmm. that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I would need I've always thought the, uh, pr <clears throat> the proper work week was four days. Now, of course, one day. I, we can all get to the point where we want zero days. I'm fine with that. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeffy, you've done that for most of your life, really. I mean, just, just you know. I mean, I guess your, your, your illegal operations, though, are work. I mean, they're hard. They're hard work sometimes. Well, they happen on there by themselves, I'll Thank tell you, you that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I was thought, if you did two days on, one day off, two days yeah. on, two days off, mm -hmm. two days on, one day off, two days on, two days off. So you take Some Wednesday people off. have schedules like that. We'd yeah, have Wednesday do. off every week. I know a lot of Pilots people who are in the uh, healthcare uh, profession yes. uh, mm -hmm. do a lot of the three 12-hour days yeah. and yeah. then have four days off. Which is not bad. That's badass. Yes. I mean, I, I mean it's tough to get through those three days. Because they're long. I don't know about that. But I mean, I mean, I mean we do long days like that yeah. every day. Yeah. I mean, certain jobs. So. Uh, again, we're not we're not saving anyone's lives here. But right. I mean, like the days are fairly Wait. long, and you're always kind of on. Uh, you're on uh, call all the time. You're always, you know, researching and prepping and all that other nonsense. It's like it's not real work. I'm not going to say that, but it's at least. You're on. You're doing 12-hour days plus anyway. If I could do three 12-hour days and have four days off, I'm I, in. I basically I've solved all of life's problems at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of all I really need out of life. Yeah, definitely. Triple eight seven two seven back. Meanwhile, speaking of working, there are more people not working than working for the first time uh, ever. Mm. Mm. Americans not in the labor force exceeds ninety four million for the first time. <sighs> 94,031,000 Americans, 16 or older, did not participate in the nation's workforce. That's uh, the labor force. Okay, so it's not as many as are in the labor force because that's at 62.6%. But that's almost 38% uh, unemployment. If you add it all up, 
That's almost 38% unemployment. Now, some of those people have stopped working, but they're still unemployed. Or a lot of them are underemployed, and they're still basically unemployed. They're not getting by. They're not making enough money. And it's just getting worse mm. every month. And yet the administration is claiming victory on this. Well, we've added, I don't know what their figure is now. Is it 12 million, they're saying? 12 uh, million 12 jobs? 12 billion jobs. Is it 12 yeah, billion? 12 billion jobs, yeah. 12 billion jobs mm -hmm. just since last week. And so uh, if we allowed them to stay, think of how many trillions of jobs we would eventually have in this country. Yeah, and this is important. If, you have, if you've been noticing, they've been sending around, uh, the, the left has been sending around this chart which compares the Obama uh, unemployment rate yeah. to the Reagan unemployment rate. Mm. And their case is that the unemployment rate right now is lower than it was at any time during the Reagan presidency. Oh, jeez. Now, oh my gosh. Th they didn't have these labor uh, uh, force issues then. Mm -hmm. um, it was a completely different workforce, of course. And there weren't nearly as many people uh, with, on programs out of the workforce. Um, there wasn't a 99-week mm. unemployment at that time. What they have, um, like 299 weeks? No, it was actually less. I mean, less. 499? Yeah, yeah, it was less. But oh, yeah. less. By less, you mean more? Yeah, I know. I no. do not. I okay. do not. It's hard, though, because it's like I was thinking of this the other day. When you're a conservative, the things you fight for or you push through don't, don't uh, make people put smiles on their face. Even when it helps, it doesn't. Like, for example, Bush pushed through the bankruptcy reform. Mm -hmm. It's like... Well, that made bankruptcy, people couldn't use bankruptcy as flippantly mm -hmm. to get out of their debts. Well, that didn't make the people who wanted to be bankrupt happy. No. It may have helped the system overall, but it didn't help those people. Yeah. And, you know, there you go. There you go. It's Patty Stewart. Welcome. Uh, this is an incredible expenditure of our money. I think you're going to be pleased with, with how the government is spending your tax dollars. Uh, just to help out um, Kenyans, they're spending $236,517 for a cell phone game to teach 11-year-old Kenyans how to use condoms. So oh, that's good. Well, that's money well spent right there. Um, well, first of all, Kenyans are huge gamers. Um, yo, oh my uh, man, do they guys. love their cell phone games? Oh yeah. Now a lot of times there's not. Do they usually play them on um, the mm -hmm. Samsung 6s or whatever, yeah, or is so. it more the iPhone? A 7? lot of them have the iPhone that's supposedly announced today. They yeah, already have it. They already they have it. They're that right? big on gaming, <laughs> and look, they're huge on gaming, but they don't know huge. how to put condoms on. Right, I was going to say. I mean, how do you expect them to know how to well, put on a, a condom? I don't. I don't really give a rat's uh, anus. Um, what the Kenyans do, that's kind of their business. And maybe so the Kenyans you, so can take if, care of the Kenyans. If a government was going to spend this hundreds of thousands, $236,000 yeah. mm -hmm. on teaching 11-year-old Kenyans how to put on condoms, 
you would suggest maybe the Kenyan government would yeah, be the one to... Right. That's what I would suggest. That's I don't even, what I, I don't even you understand, understand this that. world. I don't even understand I know, crazy, what you're right? talking about. I mean, you, you talk about this. selfishness. Mm. Holy mackerel. Mm. You won't spend a measly $236,000 to make sure an 11-year-old Kenyan can put on a condom. No. No, I will not. <laughs> a, okay, I guess I'm down to B. First of all, I don't care about the Kenyans doing the... I mean, they can do their own thing. I want them to prosper. I want them to be okay. I don't want them to get AIDS, all of that stuff. Um, but not your, not but your responsibility. It's not really our responsibility. Maybe as it's a, a charitable gift. You sure. Do something like that. Okay. Although, you know, maybe not in this way. Maybe not. Well, and the, because, and the because B, let me get to B first. <laughs> 11 year olds shouldn't be having sex of any kind and don't need condoms. Okay. And, and that's what they need to be told. C. If you're going to teach them how to use condoms, maybe a video game isn't the way to do it. That's a good. I know point. we're down, we're down at least C. Maybe we're on F yeah. or G on that point. Right. But really, I don't know if that's the way, especially <laughs> in a country higher. that is in extreme poverty, and many, you know, a high percentage of them don't even have electricity in the first place to charge the phone <laughs> yeah. they'd play the game on. Right. Yes. The entire two hundred thirty-six thousand, though. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. The entire two hundred thirty-six thousand five hundred and seventeen dollars. Yeah. Wasn't spent just on condoms, though. No. On educating them. All right. We've got we. It's spent a little. Uh, uh, education about HIV and harmful gender norms. No, so no, harmful, harmful gender norms. Gender norms. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. You know, that's uh, if there's one consideration in Kenya <laughs> that should be dealt with <laughs> by us, by it, our government, by us, it's the harmful gender yes, norms. I didn't you. realize that some of the money went to okay. help the harmful gender <laughs> norm situation okay. in Kenya because. I'm glad that we're doing that. And I I'm glad say, we're doing that. I hope all the cash is going to that. If we're going to spend $236,517 on, on mm -hmm. a video game for a cell phone to teach 11-year-old Kenyans mm -hmm. how to use condoms, yeah. would you say that maybe we could cover all of Kenya? Instead, only Western Kenya gets it. Eastern Kenya apparently does not get it. Oh, and when I pissed. say Western Kenya gets it, 60 people in Western Kenya will get it. 60. So 60 It's an people. expensive game, I'm thinking. 200 and... All right, let's do the math on that. 60 people? 60. i got to finish reading this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> Primary goal of the project is to design and develop a mobile phone game for young Kenyans ages 11 to 14 to focus on increasing, a, uh, on, focused on increasing age at sexual debut okay. and condom use at first sex. We are paying, we're only paying, get this, teams. that's only $3,950 per game. So it's, uh, we're paying under $4,000 per game for this. Good. Now a lot of people would say, well can't they get a game for free uh, on like an app or something? No. No. Not in Kenya. No. No, they I think we could fly hookers all, in to all in, for put them $4, on $4,000 for $4,000. We fly a hooker in. We actually have the hooker <laughs> themselves put on the condom and teach the class how to do it. For four grand? I think we could easily do it. No, <laughs> no. All right. Well, well, what would it cost? Somebody's got to make a little cash in the deal. That's. Well, you, seriously, you couldn't make no, ends no, meet on that. No, it's four thousand per person. I'm saying <laughs> so. Two hundred thirty-six thousand dollars. Could we do it for a hundred grand? Get a hooker to come in, 
uh, or a sexual... And teach the 60 kids? And teach 60 kids how to put them on and say, spread the word, guys. Hell, I'm willing to do that. And some of you go to East Kenya and help them there. Yeah, help some people over East Kenya. Because they don't get this game. Oh, they don't I mean, get it. I understand it's a little bit more complicated than this. Sure, not much. And look, there's Come a on. huge problem with AIDS in Africa, and it's something that mm. Bush uh, took very seriously, and he has... Uh, statues of him in, in Africa, streets named after him because of all the work he did there. It is a real problem. Whether it's the government's responsibility to deal with it at all is a, is a serious question. I think it should be handled um, mainly, at least, with charity. Um, but, you know, look, of all of our expenditures, it's way down the list of stuff I would cancel. There's a lot of stuff I cancel for idiots here before I start canceling that money because there is a huge problem there, and a lot of it can be solved by education. I don't know if creating a video game, however, uh, is the right way to go on that. No, our taxpayer dollars are not the way to right, right way to go about that either. I mean, 11-year-olds? And 11-year-olds. Stay out of the 11-year-olds' sexual habits. Or sh you shouldn't have any at 11 years old. Come on. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, back with another uh, short video capturing um, the radical left hoisting itself uh, up is Ami Horowitz interviewing UC Irvine student government leader uh, Matthew Guevara on his successful petition to have the U.S. flag removed from the student lounge. He was pissed off that the, that the U.S. flag, this isn't a Confederate flag, uh, it's not the California flag. It's not the Texas flag flying in California. It's the United States flag. It's Old Faithful. It's a star-spangled banner. F and it's hanging in a lounge, in a student lounge at UC Irvine. And he was offended by it and mm. passed around a petition to have it removed. Here's, here's part of that interview. Somebody hung up a flag. An American flag. It made people feel very... Um uncomfortable and un unsafe in the <laughs> room. Go home. UC Safe. Irvine student government leader Matthew Guevara, no relation to Che, when faced with the provocative stars and stripes on campus, wrote a bill that banned the flag. Tell me about the environment created when the American flag was kind of hanging there in that room. It, it was creating a very hostile environment <laughs> just because of this flag being up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make people feel welcomed at all. Um, what? To where people weren't willing to go into space anymore because it was on the wall. What people don't understand is sometimes to be it. inclusive, you have to exclude things you don't like. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And exactly. That's, that's one thing <laughs> that's that uh, I try to hit on the legislation, that um, sometimes you have to exclude things. <laughs> that's great. He's to really good. To be inclusive, uh, you I have to exclude it. things you don't like. That's great. It's that's great. That's a great point. Uh, there's more of this, uh, and I can't wait to see it. This is uh, Ami Horowitz again. There's a legitimate view that the American flag, it represents hate speech. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it, exactly. It's a tool to yeah. silence people. You'd it be is? equally uncomfortable with way? the Nazi flag or the ISIS flag in that room, correct? Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Goes. No question about it. Can you identify um, <laughs> evil in this world? In the U.S. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the U.S. is the head honcho. Wow. And evil. Why are you top here, douchebag? Yeah. Top of the list, Why? definitely. I got to tell you, man, this conversation, my mind, blown. Blown. <laughs> Talk to me about the genocide of the black man going on today. Um, blacks are the most oppressed group in the U.S., Mm -hmm. By far. Fair to say, yeah. there's slavery going on in, in America today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
yeah, it's still going on, and um, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, black people not being able to uh, live in certain areas, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to get certain jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's modern that's, legal slavery. Straight up, straight, up straight up slavery. Stop. Yeah, straight up. We should stop that. I'm gonna, I'm going to stand right now against all that. <laughs> straight up, man. I'm 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 against it. So stupidity. It just hurts. Oh, it's so agonizing. Much from this guy. It's Go like... home, douchebag. Where wherever that is. If you if you think that the United States is the root of all evil and the US flag hanging in a US classroom or lounge makes you uncomfortable, get the hell out. Just get out. If the if what can you imagine if you're an American citizen and you're in Mexico and you're going to a Mexican university and the Mexican flag is hanging in a lounge at a Mexican university, and you're telling people that makes you uncomfortable and you want it taken down? We send back them. You, you send back them. <laughs> you, you kick them out of your country, or you have them arrested. You, you don't put up with that. You don't tolerate it. And any nation that does is just, just sealing its own doom. This is pathetic. Well, it's just, I mean, it's, pathetic. it's, it's so bad. The guy obviously So just, bad. What a buffoon yeah, this guy yeah. is. Let's watch a little bit more of him. This is uh, talking about uh, the system and how, how, how that works exactly. Great. Where are your parents from? Uh, my parents are from Mexico. Mm. And why did they come here to the United States? Um, to, try, to try to find work, a better life, the American dream. And instead, they found this oppressive American country. There, there is no such thing as, as class mobility. That's that's an illusion. Mm. Is your mother? No she way. must be so proud that her son is now going to like a major university in the United States. <laughs> She's happy that I'm taking advantage of the education system. Are you taking any kind of um, uh, federal aid, federal assistance? You know, scholarships, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I got financial aid. Why not say no to what is essentially American blood money? It's kind of using. <laughs> I don't really agree with it, but using this. The tools of the system to bring down the system or, or like create change later on wow, this right is wow what this is the, this is the mentality of i mean half what a the country oh i mean many the, the thing you give him the least credit on is at least he's come up with justifications to, to, to you know come up with his horrible uh you know voting uh the, the votes he'll, he will cast i'm sure in the future yeah um you know like he's at least thought about it enough to mm. justify it in his own head, which I don't even think a lot of Americans do. But, I mean, this is the sort of nonsensical idiocy that essentially underlies every media report you hear. This is what these people believe. They believe that. They don't say that, but that's what they believe. Uh, and and you got a country that has a media that's kind of shoveling that at you all the time. No wonder it's, you know, uh, become uh, further and further from its foundation. Yeah. It's not a surprise, I suppose. I guess it's just, it's mind-numbing every time you see it. it. It doesn't matter how often you see it, how many times, for how many years, uh, these radicals who come from uh, Central and South America and Mexico, and they hate this country, and yet they claim that they've come here for a better life, and apparently they found it because they've been here for generations now. Uh, if you're so miserable that uh, all you find is oppression, don't you go back to where you came from? Of course you would. I mean... It's pathetic, and then we have to listen to their whining about it when this guy's going to a major university on our dime! Mm-hmm.
Oh, it's agonizing. I love the vibe of the interview, though, where he's just oh, totally he's just walking into these corners. Nice job by Ami Horowitz. Yeah. Really nice job. Uh. Didn't I predict last week or the week before that there would be a movement now to change Reagan International Airport? Were you here? Do you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah. Did I not? Yeah, we talked about that. Did I not make we that prediction? We most definitely talked about that. I mean, this needs to we be written down. talked about that after Mount McKinley, right? right? After McKinley. Right. That's right, yeah. Because another Republican, another uh, president yeah. who has fallen out of favor... Well, the influential leftist political action committee, Credo, Credo Action, is backing a petition demanding that right-wing extremists in the Republican Party, including John Boehner, uh, rename Ronald Reagan <laughs> National Airport back to its original name, George Washington Airport. No, I'd, I'd be fine with that, but I mean, no, I they're doing it. I would not be fine with it now. I mean, I, I love George either. Washington. Yeah, I'm fine so. with things being named after George Washington. However, it's already Reagan Airport. I'm not... not yeah. Reagan International, yeah. It's unbelievable, man. President, uh, the, the petition reads, in part, President Obama just took a small but important step for recognizing the history, culture, and human rights of America's Native Americans when he decided to rename America's tallest mountain, Mount McKinley. This is amazing. That's when I, yeah. I, I said it. The honoring of this mountain's original name and native people who have inhabited that land for generations was long overdue, blah, blah, blah. They have 68,000 signatures already. 68,000 He's one of the most divisive figures today, right? I mean, you're not to be surprised. I mean, how a guy who brought the KKK back into existence has schools all over America named after him, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Uh, You know, among others, and we could go through that entire list. But uh, Ronald Reagan can't have a freaking airport. I was, by, by the way, I was driving down Reagan Expressway here, and then there's Bush Expressway. <laughs> it's all tech. You got to come to Texas at some point. Come Sadly, visit. though, there's also LBJ. There is an Expressway, LBJ, but he's from Texas, sucks. so it's a little bit more excusable. True. Yeah. Um, but although I still don't want it. No. Because um, although uh, something I find myself uncomfortable every single time. Every single time I'm on it. Kind of like the flag, the guy with the flag. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like using. Yeah. The system to bring down the yeah, system. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we drive on it. That's why we drive on it. Yeah. Um, I will say this too, by the way. The, my favorite part of yeah. Pat realizing that he had predicted something something accurately uh-huh. was how mesmerized you are by it. I am. Like, <laughs> well, that it happened this quickly. It's true. It's just. It's. True. I mean, I'm like Kreskin. It's like I'm every like day over here. you come on here and talk about like things that Kreskin. are coming in the future. You get things right all the time. Yeah. And you're just like, I can't but believe I this, this particular. He actually did it. The next week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It did happen fast. The next week. It happened fast. 888 back. Well, it's September. And, Stu, you know what that means. It means BYU football. No, no, that's not it what means it means. It means BYU victories. It means we are two days away yep. from the National Football League. And that, too. Uh, it does mean that. And it means lots and lots of food, right, yeah. while watching football. And if you want your food cooked really well, I'm trying to get this <laughs> those things out of here. They are so heavy. Oh, man. These things are great. The mangrate, uh, we've been talking about it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. I've been cooking on it a lot. Feel that. Yeah. Just feel that. Feel the heft of that. It is. It's, it's heavy. You They're can actually dang do dang heavy. These Listen to this. Yeah. This is how heavy these things are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why are they that heavy? Well, they're that heavy because they're restaurant quality. Uh, and so, they're cast iron. And they're cast iron. So you put these things. The good thing is you don't have to buy a new grill if you want to cook like a pro. Yeah. You get mangrates, and you put them basically right on top of your existing grill, and they heat up to super high temperatures and because they're ha- cast iron. And they do an incredible job sealing in the juices of oh. the meat, the steak that you're cooking, your hamburgers, whatever. Yeah. Uh, including, it does a great job on vegetables. Also, potatoes. It does a great job on potatoes. Uh, 
I even cooked a pizza on the thing. That's, I bet that was good. It's really good. Pizza on a grill good. is really unrelated, because uh, uh, underrated. And these things get so hot. Yeah. And really, the the key to really good pizza is heat. Mm. And so this baby, and the, it seals in the juices when you put it on that burner right away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the steak is fantastic. Yeah. Stu wouldn't appreciate that. No. And hamburgers. Well, I, I do have to cook for the the family sometimes too, and uh, right. and and look, it just tastes better. It just it does. It, and this it is does. the thing: people invest thousands of dollars to get grills of this quality. You don't right. have to do that. You can nope. go if you're a Blaze TV viewer, which of course you are, or a Blaze Radio. You can go to uh, get uh, to go to Mangrates. You're going to get a thirty percent discount when you use the promo code That's Blaze huge. at checkout. So the promo okay. code is Blaze. At checkout to get that 30% off. Right. My whole order? 30% off the whole order? That's true. All right. Okay. <laughs> blaze.com. Not just part of it? Yeah. <laughs> go to mangrate.com slash blaze. Hello. Triple H, 727 back. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu, uh, a couple of stories uh, about uh, the police officers and, and the way they're, they're being received in the public now. And people are really paying attention to, you know, the plight that they're, they're, they're in because uh, they're getting so much flack around the country so being ambushed. There was another story of, of an ambush-style attack on police in Las Vegas over the weekend. Uh, fortunately, the officer survived that particular encounter. In fact, it was uh, the second officer shooting in the last few days in Las Vegas. This kind of thing is seemingly happening all over the all over the country right now, and so people are starting to really get behind cops. I mean, in some cases, literally standing behind them, like this teenager in uh, Houston got behind a police officer, uh, a, a deputy officer who was filling up her gas tank and just wanted to stand behind her and watch her back which he then did. Uh, and then in Mississippi, a trooper pulled over some guy, 27-year-old, who was supposedly going 25 miles an hour over the speed limit, which is a lot. Uh, and uh, he was about to get a $200 ticket for it. Instead, he asked the police officer from Mississippi, hey, how are you doing with all the shootings going on, with all the senseless killings? And how, how are the officers in Mississippi doing? You doing all right? And then he gave him a uh, wooden prayer bracelet with the faces of Jesus and saints on it. And the guy said he was, he was moved almost to tears, and he went back and tore up the ticket, which is pretty nice. So, You know, it's just one of those things of these guys constantly get harassed. They constantly mm -hmm. are being uh, targeted now uh, in violent attacks. But, I mean, this is, you know, I, I think we'll come to the end of the year, uh, and we will see that. There hasn't been that big of an increase in police deaths. Um, typically, this is like the shark attack thing, I think, where you're we're now noticing every single one that happens. My guess is there will be an uptick, but it's not going to be. They're not going to triple this year. You know, that's not. Yeah. And thank God for that. Um, but the point is, these guys go out and face this all the time. They're constantly in situations where they're being put at risk like this. Mm -hmm. They're constantly inserting themselves into situations where illegal behavior is going on and people would rather shoot them than go to prison. And it happens so often that we don't hear, when we don't hear about it, when, when it becomes the focus like this, I'm, I'm happy about it. I think one of the reasons we're seeing it a little bit more now is because of the sort of the brashness of it. 
where people are just getting executed doing normal tasks. It's not happening necessarily in the line of a firefight or something that we would normally see. But, you know, the family's got to deal with it either way. It's just as sad if, they're ha if it happens at a gas station or if it happens when they're trying to break up some sort of uh, criminal activity. It just feels so much more sen senseless because mm -hmm. what the hell is the point of this? And because you think black lives, matters and, and cop, black lives matter and cops' lives don't, and you're going to go and execute a guy for putting gas in his tank? It's horrific. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just, it's just like when we see uh, workplace violence. We've seen workplace violence happen all the time. But when, when the workplace happens to be a TV station and they happen to be on TV when it happens, well, it gives you a whole other sense of how you know, horrific it is. And this stuff, I think, is going to happen more and more. We're going to be seeing these things happen in front of our eyes more and more. And it's something we're going to have to deal with as a society. It's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. And, and there's something really terrifying about the police being under attack like this because they are the ones you call when you're in trouble. And if you start targeting them and their concern for their own safety and, you know, you make them hesitant to come into an area or respond to calls, then where are we? And I'm not saying any officers are, are doing that or not doing that, although the crime rate in New York City has gone up quite a bit. Uh, they've used the word skyrocketed since uh, some of these attacks on police, and, and the attacks are both verbal and, and physical. Uh, and so are they more hesitant to come into areas? I don't know, maybe in some places, because the violent crime rate is on the rise with a lot of police officers uh, nervous about going into uh into some areas now and I don't I don't blame them frankly so if you have that situation where your police aren't going to respond uh, we're in a bad way at that point also uh, I think we mentioned this that about five hundred thousand dollars has been raised to support the Darren Goforth family since he was shot 15 times uh, at that gas station uh, GoFundMe page has raised more than three hundred thousand dollars and two hundred thirty two thousand has been collected outside the Chevron station where he was fatally shot. Uh, Rick Hartley, who's the president of the 100 Club, said, I've been in and around law enforcement for many years, and this is one of the largest outpourings of support I've ever seen. Well, Glenn went to the, uh, the funeral the other day, Friday, and he said he's never seen anything like it. Apparently there were 11,000 people at Officer Goforth's funeral. Um, the governor was there. Lieutenant governor was there. Um, I think Ted Cruz was there. Uh, just all kinds of uh, people showed up, and something like uh, you know, eight or ten thousand police officers to support this uh, this fallen officer were there uh, to show their support for for the family and and friends of Officer Goforth. So uh, I think there's still a fundraiser going. There's a GoFundMe page if you'd like to donate. To the fund, you certainly can. I, I don't know how GoFundMe works. Is there a search area on those pages? I think so, yeah. If you put in the officer's name, I think it'll pop up. Okay. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. There is more patents, too. It's inevitable. Jeff, you have a bunch of GoFundMes going on. For just, just stuff you want, right? I do. Do you do. want to promote any of those? I don't. Keep them under. Because you don't claim that money, right? Okay.
back. Walk us through okay. uh, this particular thing. <laughs> you didn't even look at it, did you? <laughs> I didn't. No. No. I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> movies uh, this weekend. Um, Transporter Refueled came out. Did you see that? Did it. Transporters? Trans Transportation? Trans transporter. Transporter. Refueled. Refueled. See, because, because, oh, transporter with the, gu with the guy from the, I don't know, he chops people and stuff. He's like the Steven Seagal of today, right? What's his name? Jason Statham? Jason Statham. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, he's not in this one, though. Because it's refueled, which means another guy. Oh, you're guy. kidding me. They couldn't get Jason, Jason Statham. Jason Statham's not in this? Statham, yes. Statham? 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 Statham. He's not in it. Uh, they could not get him. Uh, you can't have a Transporter movie without Jason I Statham. Know. Now, I will say that I did not see J uh, the Transporter refueled. I will say that. Uh, I did not either. The, the first three Transporters are interesting in that uh, Transporter 1 and Transporter mm -hmm. 3, not very good. Uh, no. Transporter 2, <laughs> one of the five greatest films of all time. Uh, people really? don't realize that. What? Transporter 2. <laughs> what? It's one of the five greatest films. No, that's not I think it's Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, like the original uh, Star Wars, uh, and right in there is Transporter 2. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love Transporter 2, but Transporter 3 um, and 1, not good. Not wow. good films. You're so, almost uh, selling me on it. I think I love it. I can't probably say that about one, two, and three. Almost selling me on it. I can't explain my love affair with Transporter Two, right. but I do actually love the movie. Really? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it for some reason. I don't know why. All right. Uh, but so I, I, I have to go see Transporter Refueled. I actually want to see it. It's I a do fun not. series. It's like yeah. one of those series. Like it's an action movie where things happen that couldn't possibly actually happen. Yeah. Well, that's all of them. But I mean, it's too. It's they take it to a. Uh, Almost cartoon-like extent, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, which I just, I just enjoy. Love. Um, so, all, all right. right, transporter to my pick for uh, the movie Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, also opening was Dragon Blade, mm. uh, which uh, a bronze-colored Chinese production that casts Adrian Brody as a villainous Roman commander who follows the Silk Road all the way to China, only to meet resistance from a local leader. Uh, Jackie Chan, and a defector, John Cusack, who've joined forces to raise an army against him. Uh, I guess there's, there's uh, less than convincing digital effects and miscasting. <laughs> uh, Daniel Lee, a specialist in big-budget historical fantasies, directed it, wrote the script. Mm. Uh, Best-case scenario, dumb fun with a wild-eyed Brody chewing sand-covered scenery as the bad guy. Mm. Worst-case scenario, just dumb. Uh, Chan... Jackie Chan is now past 60. Wow. Were you aware of that? I no. uh, didn't even think of that. I wow. lost uh, some respect for Jackie Chan. When? Um, and when was I had, that? A, I had a lot of it. Did you really? Uh, and then I've lost some of it. When he was basically saying he was in the, what were the movies he did with um, Chris Tucker? Yeah, uh, the Rush Hour. Rush Hour yeah. movies. He was basically claiming he didn't understand all the jokes. Like, so his oh, claim was up. like, oh, they shut were up. saying things bad about Asians? Now, of course, it's just a bunch of stereotypes. Oh like they gosh. stereotype Chris Tucker throughout mm -hmm. the movies, and they do Asian stereotypes. And it's, it is, mm -hmm. you know, silly on that front. But he a acted as well. I didn't really speak the language, and I didn't Shut get up. the humor. Come on, don't try to bail yourself Shut out up. of them after you've made your hundred million dollars off right. the movies. Right. Don't yeah. try to, you know, bail yourself out of them later. It's just kind of frustrating. Anyway, uh, Pawn Sacrifice is coming out uh, September sixteenth. I could go through all the details, but let's just show you the trailer. Here all right, let's do. This game. It's a rabbit hole. After only four moves, there's more than 300 billion options to consider. 
going to take you very close to the edge. I told him to move like this. He taught himself. If I take the pieces away, he just keeps playing in his head day and night. I can tell you he has great potential. American chess prodigy Bobby Fischer became the youngest oh. ever grandmaster in the history of the game. Where do you go from here? I, I want to play the Russians. You're the best in the another world. Another Bobby and Fischer movie. Wow. Well, we did another one. Fischer mania is taking the country by storm. My next guest, Mr. Bobby Fischer. Hmm. Mr. Fischer? Are you a patriot? There are people in high places who take an interest in any confrontation with the Russians. I don't really care about politics. You're the one man in this country who could put up a fight. Bobby Fischer is in Iceland for his match with the world champion Boris Spassky. It's the chess version of a 15-round heavyweight prize fight. I'm not playing until all my conditions are met. I want at least five feet between me and the audience. It's almost like I hear their thoughts. <laughs> Bobby has problems. Bobby is displaying signs of paranoia and delusional psychosis. Hey! I'm coming for you! I'm coming for you! We're at war. It's a war of perception. Bye, Bobby! The poor kid from Brooklyn against the whole Soviet Empire. You don't look well, Robert James. The Russians and the Jews. We are Jewish. Bobby is Jewish. What do you people say to him when he comes out with this trash? People think there are all these options, but in the end, there's no place to go. Bobby! He might crack. Bobby? Won't crack. He will explode. Think about it. I'm, mm. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in on that one. Uh, that that awesome. looks great. Long sacrifice is what that's called. Yeah, you know, that's I'm great. glad they actually cover him later in life when yeah. he really just became a big anti-Semite. Um, oddly, uh, it's a real weird. Uh, really yeah, a weird Jewish anti-Semite. Yeah, which is oh, interesting. That's, that's not unprecedented. Uh, but he did Karl beat uh, Boris Spassky, which I love. Yes, he did beat him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wait, you just I hate to spoiler alert. That. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable, real life, Pat. Uh, history, maybe you should know it. Look it up sometime. Uh, it looked really know. good. It, it does look Bob, great. And, you know, Bobby great. was a little whacked out of his mind. Clearly, he, he was. But it's an incredible story. And it, you know, it's plus there's 38 uh, Bobby Fischer movies. Well, they're wow. searching for Bobby Maybe Fischer. What else is Searching there? for Bobby Fischer is a, a, a great a movie. Bunch. It is a great it was a I liked good it, movie. actually. No, but it this one, great. I think, actually looks better. It was right. a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was good. It was, it was really good. It was okay, what do you want? For you what do you want? Okay, hmm. get off me. Uh... <laughs> Then there is something called... I mean, it's no Transporter 2. I think we can all come to that. No, I think so. No, we can't. We all no, we can't. No, we cannot. That one. It, no, we cannot. It is no, no Transporter No Transporter 2. I will give you that. I'm going to give you I'm that. Not that. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it to him. So, uh, Legend comes out October 2nd. Uh, here's the details on that in our trailer. <laughs> this is no Transporter 2 either. Do you like being a gangster? London in the 1960s. Everyone had a story about the craze. They were twins. Do you think we look alike? <laughs> Reggie was a gangster prince of the East End. Ron Cray was a one-man mob. Your brother is a violent, paranoid schizophrenic. What I'm trying to tell you is that he's off his rocker. Well, no, 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 no. 
it was time for the craze to enter gangster legend. London Another is going to be the Las Vegas of Europe. We need someone to front and someone to muscle. Ah, salut. Come to Philadelphia. I see a nice girl. We'll get it for you. I prefer boys. Italians. Sometimes great, but I am not prejudiced. <laughs> you got some balls to admit that, kid. Me and my brother, we're going to rule London. You could go straight. Life is not always the way we want it to be. Things are getting completely out of control, and the American Mafia may also be involved. What exactly are you doing about it? We're going after the craze. You won't mind if I fight back, will you? Crime is a business. You don't want a war. I do, actually. Listen to yourself, you nuts! Ah! You hit me. Yeah. No! What is that? I come here for a proper shootout. A shootout, right? It's a shootout. Like a western. <laughs> mm, Your brother, really. he's wow. loose cannon. We need you to do something about Ron. I can't do that. He's my brother. That was the whole movie. Uh, I know. Wow. So, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I'm a little intimidated by the English accents there. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. not going to understand most of the movie. Yeah. There's a. <laughs> when they were saying the craze, I was like, C R A Z E. Was that like the? That is what I actually when I got out of that, and I'm like, no, it was K R A Y. I feel like that's what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Is I'm not going to really understand a lot of the movie. Yeah, um, it's quite possible. Uh, as I believe, uh, I forget. <laughs> I forget. I'm just going to skip that one. Let's all move right. on. Let's okay. move on. By the way, no transporter, too. I think we can all come together on that one. I don't know about that one either. What are you talking about? Have you seen Transporter 2? We're talking about one of the five greatest films of all time. It's been on national television, they've called it that. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I apologize. Uh, no. Didn't realize they it was have on national television. On national television. Mm. National television sources have called Transporter 2 one of the greatest five films of all time. Um, I'm not familiar with those sources. Oh, it was the Pat and Stu show. Oh. <laughs> I just did it. All right. But that's okay. what's great about being on a national television show. You can make that claim about anything you've said. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, true. So I utilize that mm. all the time. By the way, uh, that comes out October 16th, is it? Uh, no, October 2nd uh, is when Legend comes out, if that looks interesting that to looks you. Right. Pawn Sacrifice comes out September 16th, so that's coming right. That's like next week, right? I'm in on that one. That one looks really uh, I'm good. definitely in on that one. Yep. Uh, and we des- desperately, I think, need good movies at the box. It's been a terrible summer. It was, a, it was an awful yes. summer, I thought, for, for movies. Uh, number one over the weekend was War Room. Okay, keep in mind, Labor Day still, weekend. That movie's still cranking. War Room, which is a, what, Christian movie, right? Yeah. It costs $3 million to make. It's already brought in $24.7 million. That's it? So uh, wow. $24.7 wow, million is no, pretty good. No, I know, good. but I thought it had made more. Than On a $3 million budget, that's not bad. No, it made nine point four over the weekend. It's only been out two weeks. Uh, Straight Out of Compton was number two. <laughs> uh, that made $8.8 8 Wow. This is Labor Day weekend. I know. 
and nobody's because there's nothing to see. I mean, how is what are you going to go watch? I mean, I'm glad because I'm glad a you know Christian yeah, film is too. doing well. But I mean, how too, but honestly, surprising. how is War Room and the number like <laughs> Don't Feel America on Libra? It, it shows you how bad the movie options are. It also, it, yes, it does show you that, that Americans are craving spiritual movies, and that is great. But yeah, it also shows you the weakness of what's out. Transporter refueled. Brought in a whopping seven million. <laughs> seven million. It was number four. So it's it's on the move I mean, it's, and it's showing that it's comparable to number two. Let's say transporter uh refueled is no transporter two, let's be honest. No, let's be honest. Mission Impossible was number I, I liked Mission Impossible. That was a good movie. Um maybe one of the better of the summer. You know what was good, and we just watched it again last night on demand, was uh Age of Adeline. Anybody else see that? No. That was really pretty good. It was fun. It's a good movie. It's where something happens to her and she doesn't age. She's like 107. She looks like she's 29. Never, I think Blake Lively is in it. No? Not uh, ringing any bells? I, I think I've heard of it, but I, I don't know. was probably that. the best movie. And, and when Age of Adeline is the best movie you saw all summer, something was wrong with the summer movies. Something was definitely wrong. Uh, 888-727-BECK. More patents, too, is coming up. Sign off uh, because oh no, is was it his last night? It's over. Oh no, why didn't you we've, remind us? We've lost him. You could have you could have I mean, broken that a little show. more gently. Uh, his show is is not. It's got a sniffle. It's got the sniffles. It it's does sneezing. Is it okay? Oh, it's it's going to be all right it? though, right? It's going mean, to go to the hospital. Oh my gosh, it's not going to make it. It's dead. what? <laughs> <laughs> that happened very quickly yeah, from well, sniffles to death. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, it's tragic. Wow. Uh, we're to have that in a second. First, let's show you this uh, from a, a Russian YouTuber. This has been making. I'll tell the you rounds. something. This is cool. Have you seen this? Coke and butane. No, I, I had no idea this would happen. Uh, some Russian, I guess, mixed uh, butane with some coke, mm -hmm. and here's the results. Here's what happens when you turn it upside down. Okay, he doesn't have, have to put the lid on it. Watch this. And then it takes off. Is that cool? It launches the Coke into like a rocket. Wow. Like a bottle rocket. It turns it upside down. And it takes off. It's really weird. Wow. It actually explodes the bottle. And then, I mean, that thing went really, really high. Really high, yeah. Really high. That is amazing. I had no idea that would be the case. <laughs> I just wow. thought that was really cool. Yeah, really cool. I yeah. normally don't like Jeez. mixing things with my Coke, but that's right. pretty that was fascinating. But that's speedball. It is. Is that? Uh... I'm sorry. What? Uh, nothing. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It. Uh, I... Those look pretty cool. It really is interesting. Um, YouTube. <laughs> 
Man, it leads you to a lot of nonsense, but every once in a while, it does. It leads to cool. probably people getting killed doing that kind of stuff. Yes. I mean, I don't know that mixing coke with butane could kill you, uh, but there could be danger involved. Well, in, somebody's in, going to end up with that coke bottle in their eye. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, who knows? Maybe it blows right through their skull. I don't. I don't know what what could possibly happen, but mm. it, it, I could imagine things going uh, terribly wrong. In the meantime, here's something that did go terribly wrong, and that's Al Sharpton's show. Uh, so he signed off on Friday, and uh, here's a look at it. So it's been a great four years as we moved to Sunday mornings, October 4th. Many said when we started that that can't last four weeks. How is Sharpton, an activist, going to also do TV? Well, we did. And many will say whatever they're going to say now. Underestimating people only matters if you listen. In fact, you should always use what? people underestimating you to what? motivate yourself, <laughs> to define yourself, and define where you are. Thank you. We have very <laughs> serious you. things yeah. to deal with in this country. Yeah. We need to deal with it on the big stage. Yeah. I'm glad that Phil Griffin and others gave us the ability to express ourselves. Uh -huh. And we're going to continue doing that. I thank a beautiful staff and a competent mm -hmm. and, and believing people like Matt Saul and Dan <laughs> McDormand who stood and made this happen. People. So we're going forward uh -huh. Sunday mornings, 8 o'clock, oh, October okay. 4th, Politics Nation with Al Sharpton. I'm not going anywhere. You I are. just learned how to read the teleprompter. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Al Sharpton. Uh, Have a great weekend. Okay. What we're doing is that you underestimate the estimators, and once you estimate how underestimated you could be, then we'll be estimated to be under the estimate. <laughs> what? what was that? I don't know. I don't know. I think we have to see that one more time, because that was great. Yeah, let's, let's see. Well, what happens when you estimate the underside of the, uh, of the maters? Right. Then you start to mate with the people who estimate. Wait. What, what, what? I'm not really sure what all that meant, but it just sounded cool. But here's a look at Al again. A great four years as we moved to Sunday oh, mornings, October fourth. Many said when we started mm -hmm. that yeah. that can't last four weeks. Right. How is Sharpton, an activist, going to also do TV? Well, we did. Terrible read about. And life. many <laughs> will say whatever they're going to say now. Yeah. Underestimating say, people under, only matters only if you matters. listen. What? In fact, <laughs> you should always use people <laughs> underestimating you. You should to always motivate yourself. Underestimating. We have very serious things to deal with in this country. Deserves an entire we need to deal with it on a big stage. Phil Griffin and others So underestimating only matters if you listen. Right. Right. So okay, I guess that means that you'll only be affected by it if you listen to them. Yeah. Underestimated. Right, negatively. So you'll be affected. You know, it's only going to bother you. So he you. wasn't affected by it, even though his show has been canceled. So it's right. important. Okay, so that <laughs> wait, wait, didn't wait. matter to him, I guess. But he said he would. So. it only hurts you if you listen to it, is essentially yeah, right. his point, I yeah. think. And then so. he says you should also use it to motivate, motivate yourself, you, which right. means you had to listen to it. Right. So <laughs> it makes no sense at all. <laughs> um, and then he also That's a good he does, point. He, he, a good point. He has, someone has written for him, obviously, uh, the line, uh, hey, we lasted four 
four years, right. a lot of people thought mm. it wouldn't last four weeks, which yeah. is the way you're supposed to hit that line. Weeks being one you, you put the emphasis on yeah. to, to put it you know, side by side. Four years, well, people didn't think it was going to last four weeks, but listen to the way he <laughs> r- rushes through it and doesn't hit the line because he doesn't know it's coming, obviously. Right. Typical Al Sharpton. Listen to the four weeks delivery here. Listen. <laughs> four. Many said when we started that that can't last four weeks. How is Sharpton an activist going to also do TV? Well, we did. And many will say whatever they're going to say. We lasted four years. Many people said that wouldn't last four weeks. But we did. We did. But many people were right when they said we would get moved from primetime because we suck. And I can't read a teleprompter, but what I'm going to do is just make fun of that. His big joke is, I can't read the teleprompter, but in the right. speech, he, he misread he the teleprompter, teleprompter and didn't hit the weeks line right. Oh, so bad. Oh, my God, oh he's my so gosh. bad. He's so bad, but so fun at being bad. Yeah. I will actually miss him, the material he provided. Yeah. Uh, and it was a good it's sad day. Uh, it's a sad day, frankly. what progressivism is. I mean, and so I am actually sad he's gone. But we'll see him on Sundays. Or not.